Dr. Moali is the host of the Sexology with Dr. Moali, uh, which is a top 20 rated sexology podcast in English. She also does the podcast in Farsi, which I think is amazing. Uh, cheers to the Farsi speakers out there. Dr. Moali is a certified sex therapist. This is a huge thing. Like if you're looking for somebody who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to sex and sex therapy, you want to connect with somebody like Dr. Nazanin, who's a certified sex therapist. Now, I, I work with couples, I help them through sexual issues, and I can do the basics. You know, I mean, I can get folks uh, reconnecting emotionally, I can get them uh, reconnecting sexually most of the time. But if you need a special, someone really knows what they're talking about, you got to go talk to somebody like Dr. Nazanin. Oh, God. I oh, there she Nazanin. is. <laughs> there she is. Well, thank How you exciting. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for doing your first TikTok live here at A Better Love Project. It's my pleasure to be uh, to be on here, this being my first. I'm super, super excited. Nice, nice. Cool. Well, I already introduced you. So let me just dive into some uh, combo here. Does that sound like a good plan? Awesome. Awesome. Let's, let's answer some questions. I want to ask you this very simple question, which is when you think about the word love and whatever that means to you, and whatever that means, when you do the work you do, uh, how do you what? How do you connect love and sex? Awesome, awesome question. So for yeah. some people, love and sex comes together. It's a must. If I don't love you, I'm I'm not gonna enjoy sex as much. Sex is gonna missing. Mm -hmm. It's gonna miss some important component. But for many yeah. many people also, sex and love can be a different thing. But for most couples in the relationship that I see in my practice, that if something is happening in the relationship, if they don't feel the love for the partner, especially in more of a heterosexual couples that I see, that's definitely impacting, uh, impacting the quality of sexual experiences. Uh, one thing that's, for me, love is your partner having your back inside and outside yeah. the bedroom. That's, that is so important. And that can impact how you connect with your partner everywhere. Trust, maybe. I don't know. Maybe you're talking about trust and commitment, maybe from I'm, I'm just trying to connect it to my Gotham method stuff here. <laughs> yes, yes. Trust and commitment. And I think there's an element of uh, kind of knowing that the part like if you need your partner, they'll they're going to be there for you. I think that is such an important yeah. part of uh, kind of like having the strong bond with your partner. But you can have lots of fun, exciting sexual experiences yeah. that's not with the person that you love. Yeah, I mean, that's why I talk about a fierce love, Dr. Nazan. You know, I, I talk about a fierce love because in my view, and I think we've talked about this before maybe briefly, but you really, it's, it's very difficult to divorce your emotional experience from your body, your physiological experience, whether you're talking about orgasm or arousal or anything, it's all connected. So when I think about love, I think about it in two ways. One, friendship makes me, maybe connects to what you're talking about, that you just fucking, you adore the person like so much and you want to fuck them at the same time, like both those things, you know what I mean? That's what I think about when I think of love is somebody who's like, uh, and, and sex is just someone who is like really interested in having fun and passionate love, like a, an actual romance. Yes, yes, I think that is important, but I've seen plenty of couples that they love each other, but their spark is not there. So I feel like if yeah. like you can have deep love for someone and the attraction piece, the sexual piece might be missing. That's something that you can maybe yeah. problem solve and sometimes you can't, but I, I hate to be kind of like bear of a bad news. <laughs> no, I know. 
And I, I often really try, I talk about all the good news because there's so much good news, as you know, <laughs> right. because you work with people all the time to have better sex, right? Right. This right. is literally what, but tell people really quick, just tell people what you do. What is it generally that you're doing day to day? with people to help them in this way. Great, great, thank you. Yeah, I'm a clinical psychologist. I, I'm specialized in sex therapy and I work with individuals and couples to improve their sex life. So many couples that they come to my practice that they've been together for a while and they feel sexually disconnected. It's so shocking, like 20% of Americans are in sexless relationships. They start hot and mm. heavy and then after, after a few years, then now they're having uh, less sexual experiences for a number of different reasons that we can talk about, but that also can contribute to kind of lack of passion. And no one gets married to be yeah. celibate. You want to have that spark in the relationship. No, no. I don't think so. so. I, I haven't heard that. <laughs> right, right. So that's so important to, that's why it's so important to have hot sex. Yeah, yes, good, good. And we, you have all sorts of fun tips. Maybe we'll get to some of those things that, what is it, sexy, what is it, happy hour or something? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> sexy happy hour. Is that what it is? Yeah, sexy, ha sexy, happy happy hour. sexy happy hour? Okay. We, may, we might talk about that later. But um, okay. One more question uh, from me. These are my questions. And then I'll get to my, the audience's questions. Awesome. And by the way, we're all hanging out here. Uh, Miss Molly and other sponsors here of our project um, and anybody else who's popping in, welcome. If you have a question, question about sex or love or sex and love, Dr. Nazanin and I are here chilling and we're the people you want to talk to about this, any of those situations. Um, I think, right? I mean, it would yes, be good yes, for them to yeah. ask us questions. This is what right? we're doing for a living. I are very passionate about it. So uh, write down your questions. Exactly, your exactly. So you work with a lot of folks. You said 20% of folks are in America. Is that America or is that like Yeah, America. And actually in Middle East, it's uh -huh. around 50%, which is even worse. Oh, like fuck. for me, the idea oh, of what, <laughs> so many different on reasons. that situation? What is our biggest, when I say our, I mean most, most humans, and obviously we're not going to, right? They're caveats, there's idiosyncrasies, but what's our biggest hangup when it comes to our sexual existence? Like, what is it that we, what is it you see that you see just big picture wise? Well, I see lots of people, they know what sexy is supposed to look like. We're bombarded everywhere mm -hmm. with kind of the sexy images, what you need to, how do you need to perform in the bedroom, all of that. But we're so disconnected with our body. We don't know how sexy feels like, or it's so scary to share it with someone else because it might be so different than what you have been exposed to, whether you watch porn or media. You kind of, you think that sex needs to be very polished. But what makes sex exciting is this deep connection you have with someone else in the room. And if you're trying to be super polished and kind of performative, you're missing yeah. that element. Well, that's the fun part. I mean, I think that's, when I talk about love and sex, I think about the friendship aspect. But again, friendship with somebody you want to fuck. I mean, this is what I'm trying to say. You can have <laughs> right. both things. Right. I mean, we, you can have both things, ladies and gentlemen. Right? This exists. <laughs> uh, how do you get over it? So what is it that we do? How do we get over this problem? This kind of, on a big picture level, I guess, what is the, what's the first step that everybody needs to think about? Well, I think first step, if you're thinking about partner sex, is important to talk to your partner about your needs and desire. Like so many couples that come to my practice, they've been together 20 years, 30 years, they have no idea what really their partner likes. Because we just want to be Why? vulnerable. Because like something that is yeah. people think that if I'm slightly like something slightly different than what's vanilla, 
then there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. So that's why people are just mm -hmm. like so uh, embarrassed about really bringing out what they like and their needs. Sometimes people coming into my practice, they say my partner has porn addiction. But when they're talking about it, their partner really likes something mm -hmm. and they're just so embarrassed to bring that kind of like the idea of what they need to their partner. So I think having open mm -hmm. communication, creating space for that can be a very, very important thing. One of the sex therapists I love, Emily Nagoski, says the key is don't yuck someone else's yuck. So if your partner's saying something that you don't like, uh, don't have this like yeah. exaggerated uh, kind of like response or real response. Just think about it. That's their thing. I don't, I shouldn't necessarily yeah. want to be able to be part of it, but just don't have that kind of like a bad, just negative response. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, that, and that comes to the vulnerability maybe. I don't know. Mm. Just if you... If you actually feel safe with somebody and they are your best friend again, who you want to, then you, you know, then you just you can that you can create that kind of intimacy. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's intimacy we're talking about. I don't know. We talked about porn addiction, and that's one of the questions that I have here from our mm -hmm. audience. So I don't, I don't know if Cynthia, you're in the in the, in the room right now, but Cynthia, here we go. I'm going to read your question to Dr. Nazani right now. Uh, Cynthia wants to know your thoughts about porn addiction in guys. If it's a person that has lived like that for 40 years, could they heal? This is her language, heal. Have you had patients that successfully overcame it? So I, it's probably going to be a layered answer, I'm guessing, Dr. Nazim, based on what you were talking about earlier about porn addiction. Just tell us, what, what, is, what are your views on porn addiction for Cynthia? Like what? I'm going to say my opinion, but again, I was trained first as a sex and porn addiction therapist. I've done all the training, I invested on that, so okay. I know exactly what's the deal about that. Okay, thank you. But then after thank I you. became a, a sex therapist, I learned that uh, there's just so many wrong things we label as uh, porn addiction. Uh, one of the things mm. is uh, perhaps we don't like our partner watching porn, and then that react creates this strong reaction in us. And then they go to hiding. And then this value discrepancy, we call it porn addiction. Uh, the other common thing that we see is they're just very dysregulated. People have lots of anxiety and porn gives them a release. So porn is not mm -hmm. necessarily an issue. That anxiety is an issue. That, that unresolved yeah. trauma is an issue. So if the partner is willing to work on the underlying issues, that, that's definitely something that you can address. Sometimes there's a relationship yeah. thing. The relationship part is important. As I was saying that sometimes we really like something, we're just feeling so embarrassed to bring it to the bedroom. And then like, yeah. it's just, it's a thing that really turns us on. And then uh, that that impacts our relationship. So I think when you're thinking about the porn addiction or thinking about uh, is how is that impacting our relationship? Because I'm gonna say something that people might not like. Most people in a committed relationship, they masturbate. That's not an issue. Mm -hmm. Research shows that somewhere between- We like that here, it's okay. We, uh, we, we provide, I mean, I feel like we, in general, you don't have to masturbate, you mm -hmm. can masturbate. Right. But in general, we were just talking, uh, if I may interrupt real quick. Yes, yes, Because whatever, I was inspired. Uh, I think we were talking the first time you joined us, you know, in terms of menopause and these other things, mm -hmm. that actual masturbation for women over right. the age of 50 might be a, a healthy mm. thing to do. Right. right. Absolutely. And for men, right. like research shows that ejaculation prevents prostate cancer. Thoughts or anything about sex that you have a question about? And it can be about, you know, this idea of addiction or porn and where's porn come into your relationship? 
any other thoughts, Dr. Nazim, about just conversations about porn, maybe? I don't know. Is that yeah, a place absolutely. To start? Right. I think first of all, I think people it's important to think about what is cheating in your eyes? What is this relationship agreement mm-hmm. we're having? Because because that's people- because that's where you see people's hurts coming in, is that right. they that's where that's kind of where it hurts the most. Right. Like you are looking yeah. at someone else that's not me. Maybe you don't want me, yeah. like because the person looks so different. Mm-hmm. So even having that conversation, mm-hmm. that could be very healing for a relationship. That no, this is yeah. that's not about that. This is about the release or whatever it is. But I think can help people yeah, to yeah. clear that misunderstanding. Somebody thinks that uh, I, this may be a troll, but it's interesting. All nonetheless, uh, that masturbation for men reduces lifetime. They apparently think that this is proven. <laughs> <laughs> any any truth to that, uh, Doctor? Actually, I I heard opposite in a way, right? Like you don't want to get cancer, yeah, it helps yeah. like reducing anxiety and stress. Yeah. But I think what you mentioned also is very valid. Like your personal yeah. choice is your personal choice. If you don't want to do masturbation, like you know you don't want to do anything, that's good. Peace. Okay. <laughs> because it's their body, right? It's right. Their body. Mm-hmm. They get to do whatever the fuck they want with their own bodies. Right, right. I think that's important to know. Uh, Tracy, and Tracy, you're in Scotland, I believe. Tracy in Scotland says, to think your partner wouldn't notice someone attractive is ludicrous to me. Uh, Tracy, feel free to expand on that and make it, you know, or come on live with us right now if you want. I mean, if you're bold, just do it. But um, this thing maybe comes up and gets in the way of emotional connection and romance when men look at women's asses when they're on a date. I know I've heard that. And, and so whether or not another woman is attractive in a restaurant and you're on a date is beside the point. What you do with your eyes, in my opinion, on this mm. particular point, what you do with your eyes and what you do with your attention is what matters. Absolutely. Know? Right. Like, uh-huh. you, like your partner is not that. Like there's so many attractive people out there that your partner will notice yeah. that. Maybe fantasize yeah. about them, but you're right. It's a matter of respect in the relationship. If you're acting in a way that makes your partner partner feels small or disrespectful, then that's that's something uh, that can be an issue in the relationship. Exactly what you said. You can attract, you notice attractive person with this beautiful body, maybe yeah. admire it, but you shouldn't like. It's not healthy to stare in front of your partner. Tracy wants to go live, but I don't. I don't think I can. Unfortunately, Tracy, I just go look, looked at your profile. Who knows? I'm still learning this. We'll get better over time. Going back to the porn thing real quick. Mm -hmm. Let's just say in a a very narrow sense, this a person, maybe they're just themselves. Mm -hmm. I've worked with men around this, Mm -hmm. for instance, Mm -hmm. tormented Mm -hmm. with the idea that they fucking want to go masturbate Mm -hmm. to porn. Mm -hmm. Now, but yeah, bottom line is, uh, what are your values about the behavior, period? Mm -hmm. Get on the same page with yourself. Mm-hmm. Be clear about that for yourself. I don't know if you would agree with me. And and then just be open with your partner if you want to watch some porn. I don't know. Talk about it. I would talk about that shit early. Would you? Early in oh, your dating. Sure. Like, right. What would you advise people who are dating? We have a lot of single people here at the project. If for you, sexual compatibility is important, you want to talk about it before even having sex. What are some of your turn-ons, some turn-offs? You can talk about that. How would you feel about it when watching porn? Like for, for us, some so many couples, they watch it together. 
like research shows that that doesn't cause any issue for couples. So you can like genre of the movie yeah. that you're watching. You can talk about this something I'm interested in. What do you think about that? Yeah. And again, the key for all of these conversation is kind of even if you don't like what they they uh, they say, you can kind of have this idea that's good for them. You're not forced to do anything. Yeah. So you can be kind of curious, yeah. but not feeling the pressure. So I would say before even having sex, having this conversation outside the bedroom, playfully yeah. what you like and what don't you like can be hot and yeah. actually uh, exciting for me. You'd have to be good to pull that off. I don't know. <laughs> you'd have to be good to pull that off. I, you know, <laughs> do you think most people can pull that off? Yeah. Early? Early? In, in, the, in a situation like that? Yeah. If you're having, if you want to have sex with someone, you're going to see them naked within, I don't know, the next day. So what is yes. it so difficult about yes. talking about sex then? Like, actually, I think it's planting seeds. I know, I know. And making right. so much right. more hotter. Because I think you could, you, could, you, you could have fun with it. You know what I mean? I guess that's what you're saying. You could have mm -hmm. fun with it. For sure. Yes, yes. But good, I'm not good, shy cool. about talking about sex. So I'm in a minority. <laughs> you know, you're, hopefully Dr. Nazim will be going on TikTok Lives often because she's a lot of fun on TikTok Live. Are you having a good time? I'm having a good time. This, this is fun. This is amazing. Uh, it's always a great time when I hang out with you. Yeah, cheers. You're awesome. You're awesome. Tracy says, seems it would be hard. Takes the romance out of it. She says that it could take the romance out of it. I think you could probably be awkward with this. I mean, that's a reality, right? You could be like, you could, you, you can want to do it in a flirtatious way and, you know, but it might be awkward. But guess what? This whole fucking life is awkward. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you were just right. I don't know. You were talking about this earlier. Like we, we have to be our most imperfect selves in front of someone else if we're going to have sex and enjoy it. <laughs> For sure. And it could be, even it could be romantic. I have so many of my clients yeah. that they are, their genre of uh, sexy stuff is romantic stuff. Yeah. So I, I want people to think yes. about it's not only kind of like these very explicit things. It could be a like I don't know Bridgerton, Bridgerton kind of a <laughs> porn yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah, you're yeah. into. Tracy says, any hints for how not to be awkward asking for a friend? <laughs> Love that, Tracy. I think that is so good. I think one thing is kind of like working on building your confidence like outside the bedroom. I know many of my female clients, they kind of feel um, comfortable about things about their body, their presentation. I want you to think about it. Every day in front of the mirror, you're choosing three things that you like about yourself. It needs to be a different thing. And also before, do things to bring you in the mood. Like some of my clients, they, they listen to sexy erotica, they are kind of wearing their favorite lingerie, whatever it is that focus on bringing yourself to the mood. Like you want to turn yourself on and long-term putting the focus on yourself can be, especially for women, can be very powerful and healing. That all fits because we when we start from a place of, I guess, self-love, right? And we're loving on ourselves, we're loving mm -hmm. on our body and we understand what is pleasurable for us. Mm -hmm. We can just share that more easily with our partner. So all good stuff. All right, we got a few minutes left, Tracy. Did that help you out with the trying not to be too awkward? Listen, I've been awkward plenty of times. I, I Dr. Nazin, have you ever been awkward? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Are there gender differences? Peter over here has an idea about gender differences about warming up. And I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I guess... <laughs> In terms of me, <laughs> I guess we can extrapolate from that. Uh, are there are there clear gender differences in terms of sexual arousal and, and sexual initiation and 
idea. Sure, sure. You know, it's of course every single person is different. One thing that's important to keep in mind for men, arousal is, is for most people, for most men, arousal is very uh, clear. Like if you're you have an erection, there's part of the arousal. Mm -hmm. For many women, mm -hmm. uh, there are going to be uh, physiological changes. Your clitoris is going to be uh, going to get more engorged. Your body changes, but it's not as clear, right? So it's important mm -hmm. to make sure that your partner is turned on and they're warmed up, as as the person said, mm -hmm. before moving mm -hmm. to the kind of having yeah. any kind of a. Uh, core core play uh, because what I often hear is that people say women are not experiencing orgasm they are not into it but one of the reason could be that they're they're not ha there hasn't been enough foreplay their body is not ready so uh, it's more difficult to see but I think it's important to trust your partner when they if they say that they're ready what what do you think the issue is in general is it just skills deficits in terms of men uh, in terms of emotional attunement and pacing and all these kind of things, like what, is it just a skills deficit or what is it? Yeah, I think it's it is partly skill deficit, partly what we've been exposed to. Kind of going back to porn, as I said, nothing wrong with mm -hmm. porn, but it's not sex education. But what do we see in porn? Mm -hmm. Like one minute of some kind of a touch, and then immediately we're going mm -hmm. to penetration. So, and that's not going to work for ninety percent of women. So that's why that people no, don't have kind of accurate information of what it takes for someone's yeah. vulva owner for their body to be ready. Can you help me reach the men? Can we get this <laughs> message out to them? <laughs> You're already doing it. You're already doing it. Probably. You're, uh, listen, we're we're at the end of our thirty minutes, which uh, the good doctor has given to our project, and I do see this as a donation to to love and to helping people love better. And we know that good sex is a part of that. So thank you so much for that. Uh, real quick, if you have not already gone and followed Dr. Nazanin on her TikTok page at Sexology Podcasts, go check that out. I also think she has one in Farsi. Is that true? Yeah, I do have a Farsi one. If you're a Farsi speaker, you're going to be, uh, or you want to learn Farsi, <laughs> that's the channel for you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. There's so many. I want to learn. I'm learning Portuguese. I want to learn French. Uh, I don't know. Farsi would be amazing. Yeah, that would be an yeah, interesting way to part. learn Farsi. You're only going to know sexy words. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming and hanging out. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for inviting me. I truly believe in your cause. And thank you so much for creating space for people love, loving better because that's definitely a needed thing. All right. Bye there. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of your day. All right, everybody. That was Dr. Nazanin Moali live on TikTok uh, for her first live TikTok. But she's been doing uh, her podcast for a while now. She's got over 2 million views of her podcast, Sexology Podcast. Listen, I, I'm in the field. You know what I mean? I'm a board certified couple and family psychologist. I sit on the board of the American Academy of Couple and Family Psychology. And I would say it's difficult to find somebody who is a certified sex therapist. It just is. And it's difficult to find somebody who you trust I trust Dr. Nazanin Moali. I think you can too. So definitely go check out her TikTok page and listen to her podcast. And we hope that she joins us again soon. Uh, listen, as we were talking about uh, there a little while ago, core values matter and being able to share your core values matter. Uh, being able to talk about all the things, my friends. We want to be able to talk about all the things. Cynthia, thank you for your question ahead of the, the talk today. I hope your uh, question got answered. And from my heart to yours, love each other fiercely. Peace.